Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Well, what I do is uh, I look a woman up and down, and I say, Hey, how you doing? And I hope you're doing well, everybody. This is Jim McCarrens back with another edition of, say it with me, the good, the bad, and the TV on the number one podcast network for professionals. It's the Believe Podcast Network. Look for us. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform. There's a dozen of them, maybe more. Check us out on Believe.com, too, where you can also find information on advertising on this or any of its many podcasts. Now, let's believe in the good, the bad, and the TV, shall we? The year is 2013, when Lance Armstrong cops to doping, when the U.S. lifts the ban on women in combat, when U.S. Airways and American Airlines merge, when the U.S. Postal Service first cancels and then reinstates Saturday delivery, when Lauren Hill goes to prison for tax evasion, when a new counterfeit-proof $100 bill is released into circulation, when Adam Scott, nope, not that one, is the first Australian to win the Masters, and when Danica Patrick finishes eighth in the Daytona 500, the highest ever finish by a woman. Nine more states legalized same-sex marriage in 2013, for a total now of 18. A power outage at the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl forces a 34-minute game delay. Ben Affleck's docudrama, more drama than docu, Argo wins Best Picture of the Year, and twin explosions near the finish line of the Boston Marathon leave three people dead and more than 250 injured in a cowardly and city-changing terrorist attack. In, nine, in 2013, the National Football League reaches a near $800 million settlement connected to various concussion-related lawsuits. And one-time Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez is indicted in the shooting death of 27-year-old Odin Lloyd. Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines is the song of the summer. One Direction, Justin Timberlake, Eminem, and Bruno Mars have the year's best-selling albums. In 2013, in the world of TV, longtime sitcom producer Gary David Goldberg, most famous as the guy behind 1980s hit Family Ties, dies in Montecito, California. He's just 68. Goldberg gets his TV start back in the 1970s, writing for such sitcoms as The Bob Newhart Show, Phyllis, The Tony Randall Show, The Last Resort, as well as the Mary Tyler Moore Show spinoff drama, Lou Grant, each of which is produced under the MTM Enterprises banner, the company named for actress Mary Tyler Moore and launched as her classic sitcom is in 1970. It's a production house that's so successful in the 70s. The list of Goldberg shows is joined by scores of others, including Rhoda and WKRP in Cincinnati, that its output rivals that of the town's bigger TV studios, like Warner Brothers and Paramount. Unlike those big machine places, though, MTM is affectionately known as a small writer's factory by the many scribes in Hollywood who yearn to be a part of it. It's overseen by Moore's husband, Grant Tinker, 
who encourages his creatives to do what they do and to leave the business end of TV to him. Together, Tinker, the writers, producers, the MTM Enterprises staff, and all the Emmy Laden series under its umbrella are housed at a production facility called CBS Studio Center in LA's Studio City neighborhood. Once the home base for silent film slapstick king Max Sennett, the place has been around since 1928 under various names. But in the 1970s, amid all this acclaimed output, it's simply referred to as the MTM lot, where quality TV is made. On a night in April of 2013, it's also where history is made, made and honored. Because Mary Tyler Moore, the woman behind the initials and whose self-titled 1970s sitcom makes the place famous, is back on the lot and back in front of the camera. For what everyone in place tonight pretty much essentially knows will be the last time. Babe is back in the house that Ruth built. She's here tonight for a guest appearance on a sitcom called Hot in Cleveland, along with two of her old Mary Tyler Moore Show co-stars, Cloris Leachman and Valerie Harper. They're joining two other alums from that show, Betty White and Georgia Engel, who already have regular roles on The Cleveland Show, acting together for the first time since the show ends in 1977. It's a near 40 years in the making reunion put together to celebrate mutual friend and colleague Harper, who just a month ago announces she has cancer, the prognosis bleak. The news leads producers of Cleveland, which airs on TV land and trades heavily in retro TV elements, already featuring two MTM show alumna to craft an episode that'll get the five former co-stars together in a literal show of support. Acknowledged but not spoken, it's one last rally around the flag for old times' sake and for Harper's. This night, though, there's more than just nostalgia or moral support at work. In fact, seldom seen Harper's appearance almost seems incidental. It's the rare sighting of all but retired 76-year-old icon Mary Tyler Moore, star of two long-running classic sitcoms and a household name for 52 years that's catching everyone's attention. What's in the air is as much a celebration of her own legacies as Harper's, especially as tonight's shooting unfolds just a stone's throw from where her own show was shot so long ago. A circle of sorts is being completed. Inside the Cleveland soundstage, where attendance is standing room only, the first thing audience members notice when they sit down in the bleachers is that there's a scrim, a backdrop, that's blocking part of one of the sets to be used tonight. It's a go-to prop employed for live audience comedy when producers want to keep a certain element of a show hidden until the cameras roll, at which point the audience's initial reaction, its gut reaction to whatever's behind it, can be captured. Here, the non-surprise surprise is Mary Tyler Moore, seated at a table behind the scrim for a patio restaurant scene that will feature her and her former co-stars. Tonight, though, the blocking device seems designed as well to accommodate Mary Tyler Moore's well-documented and worsening vision problems, 
the result of a near 50-year battle with diabetes. There will be no walking into or out of her scenes. She'll be revealed as seated on the patio and remain seated throughout. A half hour into taping, as her first scene is about to get underway, the partition is pulled aside, and there she is. Applause begins from those in the spectator bleachers, growing into a roar when a voice on the stage floor finally announces the obvious. Ladies and gentlemen, he says, our special guest star tonight, Mary Tyler Moore. The applause intensifies. The familiar Love is All Around theme song from her 70s series begins playing through overhead speakers. Everyone stands. Everyone claps. In the bleachers, on the unusually crowded soundstage floor, even off in the wings, where it's reported that crew members from each of the actress's old shows have shown up in her honor, some of whom can be seen crying. It's a deafening eruption, not just for the actress, but for what she represents to TV history. Moore, still with that smile, takes in the ovation and then finally stands to acknowledge it, secure behind the table. She quiets the crowd and offers her thanks, saying she's grateful to be on tap to support friend Valerie Harper. More applause. Then the work begins. Moore's in just but a few scenes. The storyline recounts a reunion of its own, the five women, long-ago teammates on a winning bowling team of their youths, coming together after years of success-induced estrangement. Sprinkled throughout the character's banter, equal parts snark and affection, are a few MTM show in-jokes. One of the five makes reference to their quote-unquote championship seasons, and another remembers their team as doing so well in success back in the day that she says, every Saturday night, all eyes were on us. Mary Tyler Moore is game throughout the scene, but she seems fragile in appearance and delivery, halting. Some of the comedy spunk is missing. Maybe it's the health issues or her age. Maybe she's out of practice in front of a live audience. Maybe it's just nerves related to what the night represents to Harper and to her. But the scenes of the five of them, there are two total, come off well enough, the material rising and falling on the oxygen provided by their time together again. The storyline's a bit odd, but each of the five gets in some good lines. The audience laughs in all the right places. Seated at their patio table, they end their bowling team reunion, as well as their on-screen reunion, in a second scene that toasts the old days. And in a nod to how the Mary Tyler Moore show ends itself each week, back when. The scene ends with a close-up of a cat's meow. And then the taping is over. Mary Tyler Moore, with a bow and a wave and more thanks, is escorted from the set, helped backstage, her theme music playing again, to frenzied and appreciative applause. There's publicity and promotion to do for the episode, which will air in a few months, with considerably more fanfare than a TV land sitcom usually involves. The title of the episode, Love is All Around. The happy sad thing about this spring 2013 reunion of four friends rushed together to support a fifth who's just been told she may have but three months to live 
is that Valerie Harper lived six more years, finally succumbing to her cancer in August of 2019. In doing so, she outlives two of the four other women at the table. Mary Tyler Moore dies in 2017. She never does step in front of a camera again. And Georgia Engel dies in April of 2019. Trivia note, that Mary Tyler Moore theme song that plays over the credits each week, that plays tonight as the five are reunited, it's written and performed by Texas-born singer-songwriter Sonny Curtis, who gets his start in the 1950s with Buddy Holly, and who goes on to write I Fought the Law, among other classics. You gotta believe. Now let's do the Mary Tyler Moore thing. Okay. I want to see this. A friend of mine who's from Nashville, Doug Gilmore, came to my house one morning. He was working with Mary Tyler Moore's agency, and he came to my house one morning and said, uh, would you like a, a shot at the Mary Tyler Moore show? They're going to do a sitcom with her. I said, why, sure. That took about two seconds for me to figure yeah. that out. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> he left me a, a little four-page format that told what the show was going to be like. And I actually wrote the song in about two hours, wow. and I called him and said, who do I sing this to? And he sent me to, over to CBS uh, uh, Studios and uh, <clears throat> to a guy named James L. Brooks, who was a, the producer of the show, and he later produced Terms of Endearment and As Good As It Gets and things like that. Wow. And he, uh, he sat me down and said, sing me what you got, and I did. And he said, man, uh, I, I want to hear that again. So I sang it a couple of times. He had a tape recorder sent in, and I put it down. And uh, they took it to Minneapolis that weekend when they did the front part. Yeah. And that's how it happened. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> so Hit we, me with it. Okay. Oh, one, two, three, four. Who can turn the world on with her smile? Yeah. Who can take a nothing day? Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it With each glance and every little movement you show it Love is all around, no need to waste it You can down the town, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all are most likely to succeed You have the looks and charms And girl, you know that's all you need All the men around adore you A sexy look will do wonders for you Love is all around, no need to waste it You can now the town, why don't you take it? all around, why don't you take it all? You're gonna make it after all. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.